Hey, what's happening? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pevav of Masech the Erevin, Daf 86. Um, yeah, it's a cool Daf. It's not too difficult. Um, and I guess like the two main kind of sugyas that we talk about is a, another version of a pit between two chutzers. Uh This time it's kind of split down the middle, uh, like shared by two chutzers. Wow, I get Whoa, it's windy out. You guys, you guys hear that? Probably not. But it sounds pretty windy. Um, and then at the end we talk a little bit about a sukkah, really in the context of good aches and good asik, when you have walls that don't quite go reach the schach or don't quite reach the ground. Uh, we get involved in that sugya, a shtickle. At the end, chavra, we're going to start on that pehe omud bez, three lines from the bottom. So in our Mishnah that we had learned yesterday, so it said that if you have a bala bias, you have a, a homeowner and he like rents out some space or lends out some space, whatever it might be to some people, if he still has items in that space, well then it's considered like it, he still is living there. And then those the, the, that apartment does not need to um, participate in the Eruve Chatseris. So says the Gemara, Echidami, Tfisasayad. What's an example of Tfisasayad, of a, of a uh, homeowner who has things still in these like additional apartments that he has? It's like in the Chatser of Bonius Ben Bonius. Apparently, um, this fellow Bonius was really quite wealthy, very, very wealthy. And so in his Chatser, he would have lots of, uh, he had lots of properties, lots of houses, and he would uh, lend them out to people. But he would also keep things in the those houses as well because he had lots of things. So there wouldn't be no need for every single one of those houses to contribute to the Eruv of the Chatser. Because he still has, has you know, uh, uses uh, all of those uh, properties. Also, uh, also the comment there, I mean, at one time, um, Bonius Ben Bonius. No, so this was like the Chatzor, I guess, of Bonius Ben Bonius. But uh, apparently his father was, was particularly wealthy, this Bonius fellow. So also the comment there, Rebbe. So now one time, Bonius Ben Bonius came to Rebbe. Amulu panu makum leven mea mana. So they saw that Bonius Ben Bonius came and they said, wow, okay, it's a very chosh of a mensch who's come, a very honorable person. So they said we should clear out an honorable position, uh, an honorable place for, for him, right? This important person has come. Let us give him a good, a good, uh, a good seat in the Beis HaMedrash. Also in a Shachrina, but then after Bonius Ben Bonius came, another fellow came. Omelu, and Rebbe said to them, Panu makum leven mosayim, mano. Wow. Go clear away an even better spot uh, for a person who is worth 200 mana. By Bonius ben Bonius, he said, clear a space for a person worth, you know, a person of 100 mana. Now this other fellow showed up and Rebbe says, clear away a space for a person of 200 mana. Omer the fun of Rebbe Shmob Rebbe Yossi. Then Rebbe Shmob Rebbe Yossi said to Rebbe, Rebbe, Oviv Shalzeh, Yeshlo, Elif Sfinis Bayam, Vichnegdon, Elif Ayaros Bayabasha. Rishmob Yossi said to Rebbe, he said, Hey, Rebbe, um, this fellow Bonius Ben Bonius, his father has a thousand ships. 
and another thousand cities. So the point being that Rebbe, I think you might be making a mistake, meaning Bonias ben Bonias came, you gave him a very nice seat, but then you gave this other fellow an even nicer seat, but it's really ben Bonias ben Bonias is, is, the, is, is really the guy who should be getting the most covet, because after all, his father is very, very wealthy. So, Amrlo, so Rebbe said to Rabbi Shema Rabbi the Shatagia Eitzel Aviv, when you get to his father, i.e., if you see Bonius, Emerlo said to him, Don't send your son to me in those shmendrik uh, looking clothing because, you know, you sh- if, if, if really your family is so mechubad, um, then you should really dress the part and he shouldn't show up uh, wearing, I guess, clothing that would. That wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily look at the clothing and say, "Wow, this person must be from a wealthy family," and that is why Rebbe didn't give him the high, the best possible seat. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Machaber Asherim, Rebbe Akiva Machaber Asherim, that both Rebbe and Rebbe Akiva would give honor to wealthy people. Kididarash, Rabbi Bar Mari, like Rabbi Bar Mari expounded, Yeshev Olam Lifne Elokim Chesav Emes Monyin Sereu Monyin Seru that the world sits before God, kindness and truth, uh, man, which is like Mizono's food, yin siru, will protect the world. When does the world sit before God? At the time that wealthy people are doing kindness and truth and providing food, that is what preserves the world. Okay? So now, going back to our original halachic um, discourse, which was um, that if the homeowner has items in his houses, so then um, it, it's considered like he's still using these houses and they don't need to contribute to the Eruvei Chatseris. So, Kigon for example, a peg of a plow. If he still has the peg of his plow in uh, one of these properties, well, you know, he's, he's, it's, he's, he's using it for storing things. So Amr of Nachman, so of Nachman clarifies, Tana de Shmuel, that was taught in the Bismarck of Shmuel, Dava Nito Bashabis Oser. Davashenu Nito Bashabis Eno Oser. So there's a distinction between things that are mukta and things that are not. If you have something that, that, um, right, so Dava Anito Bashabis, something that's not mukta, something that's movable on Shabbos, Oser. Well then, right, so if, if the, if the homeowner, um, is keeping things in this property, but there are things that you can move on Shabbos. Well, if the things that you can move on Shabbos, then it's not considered like he's really keeping things there. And, um, that property would have to contribute to the Eruve Chatseris. Darush Enonito B'Shabbos, but if it's something that's Mukta, something that you're not allowed to move on Shabbos, well then it's considered Kavua and Eno Oser, and then uh, it's not going to be Oser on the Chatser, i.e. these people don't need to contribute any bread to the um, Eruv. Tanin Amiochi, we also learn in a Bryce like this, Yesh Lo Tevel, Yesh Lo Ashoshes, V'chodavar Nito B'Shabbos, Eno Oser, that if he has Tevel, right, untied food, uh, produce, or he has like uh, metal bars of stuff. So these things um, are mukta, and therefore, and anything that's unmovable, so it will not be oser. I.e., they would not have to contribute. This these properties would not have to contribute to the eruv of the chotzer. New Mishnah Maniach Beso Lishbos Beir Acheres. 
So if you have a fellow who leaves his house for Shabbos and he goes to spend Shabbos in another city. So whether this person who leaves is Jewish, whether he's not Jewish, it makes no difference. Um, um, they would still have to contribute to the Erev, right? So if you have a Chatzar and you have a bunch of people living there and somebody goes away for Shabbos, they would still have to be, they would still have to contribute to the Erev um, for the Chatzar and if not, then nobody would be able to carry And as Rashi says, because a, 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 a um, apartment, a, a home, even if the owners are away, is still considered a Dira and it would have, they would have to contribute. Divra Meir, that's her Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda Omer says, Rabbi Yehuda, Eino Oser. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, if, if this fellow goes away for Shabbos, so then he doesn't have to contribute to the Erev, and he's not going to be Oser on the people from carrying. Rabbi Yossi Omer says, Rabbi Yossi, Nachri Oser Yisrael Eino Oser. So he says, well, there's a distinction between the non-Jew and the Jew. If the Jew, if the non-Jew goes away, so then it's Oser, right? You would still have to do a Schirus with him beforehand because since he doesn't have the Allah of Shabbos, so he can come back in the middle of Shabbos. And therefore, we have to be concerned about that and, and we'd have to, you know, work him into our Erev by doing a Schirus. Whereas Yisrael, Eino Oser. But a Jew would not be Oser, Shein Derech Yisrael, Lava B'Shabbos, because the Yid is not going to be coming back to the Chatzar on Shabbos, because he's away for Shabbos. So therefore, if he's away, so then he's not going to um, be Oser, you wouldn't have to include him in the Erev. Reb Shimon Omer says, Reb Shimon, Afilu eniach beso v'alach lishbos eitzel bito ba'osa ha'ir, eno Oser shekvar isiyah melibo. So says Reb Shimon, that even if the fellow left his Chatzar, to go to another to, to to spend Shabbos by his daughter in the in the same city, so even so he would not have to contribute to the Arab and it would be no problem. And because when he went away for Shabbos, he wasn't planning on coming back, even though he just went to his daughter in the same city. Says the Gemara, "Am Rav Rib Shimon." Rav says that the Alach is like Rib Shimon, Vidavka Bito, but it's specifically his daughter. Interesting. So, Rav says that Allah is like Rib Shimon, that even if he goes, you know, to his daughter in the same city, so then, um, you know, he wouldn't be Oser, he wouldn't have to contribute to his Chatzar's Erev. But he says, that specifically, if he goes to his daughter's house in the city, but if he goes to his son's house in the city, so then he might come back on Shabbos. How come? Because people say, that if a dog barks at you, well, no problem, you could still go in. But if a lioness lies at you, you better get out of there. And what he's saying is that if he goes to his daughter for Shabbos and his son-in-law is there, what's the worst that can happen? But if he goes to his son for Shabbos and his daughter-in-law is there, well, if they get in a fight, he's going to have to run. And uh, therefore, there's always going to be the chance that he'll come back uh, to his uh, home base um, by, uh, in the middle of Shabbos. So, so therefore, specifically, if he goes to his daughter in the city, then you, know, you can assume that he's not coming back. All right, new Mishnah. <clears throat> oh, so if you have a pit between two chatzers, Let's go slow. So you have, you, so you have a pit between two chatzers, right? So 
We had talked about a pit between Chatzers yesterday. That was a, a more intricate case, I think. In this case, it's basically you have two Chatzers and there's a wall between them. And then the wall kind of goes, also cuts in half a pit. So you have a pit which is 50% in this Chatzer and 50% in that Chatzer. So, so you're not allowed to fill up water from that pit on Shabbos. Since it's shared by both of them. Unless they make a wall that is 10 Tfachim tall. Whether below, whether in the lip. And we're going to explain what this means. That the that the water that the wall has to be below. Uvesil om milamala. Vesil says that that it it can be on top. Um Amr Bihuda and says Rabihuda Lo Te Mikhitsa Gedolim and Akosal Shabinaim that there is no Mikhitsa that is greater than just the wall that splits the Khatzar in half. However, we're gonna have to understand what all of these opinions are. Says the Gemara. Now we're gonna have machlokas between Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda about how to understand um, Beis Shammai who say that the wall is below and Basil who say that the wall is above. So Amr Rav Huna says Rav Huna lemata, lemata mamish that when it says that, that when Beis Shammai says that the wall is below it means mamish below. What does it mean mamish below? So what it means is within the um, well, right? So the well kind of goes down and there's water in the well. So you'd put that wall in mamish in the well but it wouldn't necessarily be in the water. It would still be like, it would kind of go down until the water, okay? Lemaila, and when Beis Hillel say that the wall, that the partition goes above, it means Lemaila Mamish. It means Mamish, you know, at the top of the well. Vezev, Vezev, Bebor, but they're both in this well or this pit. So, meaning, so the, according to Huna, Beis Shammai, who says that you put the wall, the, this partition below, it means that you put it in the well or in this pit, until it reaches the water. That's what it means below. And according to Beis Hillel, you put it just right at the opening of the pit. And as, as, as Rufuna says it, right, they're both in, they're, you know, within the lips of the, of the pit. But according to Beis Hillel, it would be right on the top of it, right at the beginning of the pit. And according to Beis Shammai, it would be mamish until the, the water level. Rav Yehuda Amar says, Rav Yehuda, Limata, Limata Minamoy. Says of Yehuda that according to Beis Shammai, when it says that the partition is below, it means like mamish at the bottom of the pit. And when it says above, it means like up to where the water is. So basically, um, Rav Yehuda's Beis Hillel is the same as Rav Huna's Beis Shammai. That that kilu it goes in the pit until it reaches the water. Okay, so so again, so according to Rav Huna, Beis Shammai says that the partition goes in the pit until it reaches the water and Basila says the partition just goes right at the beginning of the pit right where you know right basically right in the inside the lip of the pit and according to Rav Yehuda Beishamai says that the partition mamish goes down at the bottom of the pit and whereas according to uh, Basila it would be in the pit uh, you know up until the water the water level fawn Amalei Rabbi by Rav Chanan Abaye says Rabbi by Rav Chanan to Abaye. Had Amr Rav Yehuda lemata lemata min amoyim. When Rav Yehuda says that according to Beis Shammai the partition goes all the way down at the bottom of the pit, my shna lemata mamish dilo. What? What's the problem with 
Rav Huna's opinion of Beishamai, right? Meaning, Beishamai's opinion, according to Rav Huna and according to Rav Yehuda. So according to Rav Yehuda, it's that the partition goes all the way at the bottom of the pit. According to Rav Huna, it just goes in the pit until the water, until like the edge of the water, until the water begins. So what Rav Bar of Hanan is asking Abaye, he's saying, what's Rav Yehuda's problem with Rav Huna's opinion? What's Rav Yehuda's problem with Beishamai say, right? According to Rav Yehuda, why does Beishamai say that the partition has to be all the way at the bottom of the pit and it can't just be up until the water level, right from the top until the water level? So the Arivimai, Mistama, is because, well, because Rav Yehuda would say, that Beishamai would say, that if the partition is only until the water begins, well, all the water is mixed together. There's nothing separating the two sides of the water. So, but even if the partition is all the way at the bottom of the pit, still, you know, the, the partition isn't going from the bottom of the pit all the way to the top. So, where the partition ends, right, you'll put it at the bottom of the pit, but, you know, it's only, what, like 10 tfachim. So, the pit might be 20 tfachim. So, there's still going to be water, you know, it's still going to be a, Plenty of water that's getting mixed together above the 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 the, the partition. So Amalei Sabai answers Rabbi by Rav Chanon Lo Shmielach Hada Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. No, didn't you hear what Rav Yehuda said? The name of Rav Umatu Ba Mishum Rav and they say it's the name of Rav They bring it from Rav Chia. Tzarich Sheyirau Roshan Shalkanim Lemalim and Amayim Tefach. That um the this partition would have to go from the bottom of the pit all the way until above the water one tefach. So at no point would any of the water actually be mixing together. Okay. According to Beishamai, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Visu, but then uh, Rabbi Barav Hanan asks Abaye, Hada'am Rabbi Yehuda l'mayla min amoyim that when Rabbi Yehuda explains that according to Beis Hillel, the partition goes inside of the pit until the water begins. Well, what, according to Rav Yehuda's explanation of Beis Hillel, what would be the problem with Rav Huna's explanation of Beis Hillel, which is that the partition only goes right inside the lip of the well, but not further down than that. I'm sorry, so the issue must be that if the partition simply goes slightly into the well, well, Rav Yehuda would explain it, according to Beis Hillel, that wouldn't work because the water is going to still be mixed together. But that wouldn't be a good answer because even according to Rav Yehuda's explanation of Beis Hillel, where the partition is only going until the water begins, the water is still going to be mixed together since the, 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 the partition is only going until the water begins. But there's no, none of the partition is actually in the water, so therefore all the water is mixed together anyways. So Amr Lei, Loshmialach, Hadetana, Yaakov Karchina. So Abai answers Rabbi Barav Hanan. He says, Didn't you hear what Rabbi Yaakov Karchina said? That actually it's not enough. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, in his explanation of Basil, it's not enough that the partition goes until the water begins. It actually has to go under the water, a tefah. So it's not completely above the water. And as Rashi explains, that according to Beis, according to Rav Yehuda, the machlokas between Basil and Beishamai is about, do you mamish need to have a proper, uh, uh, um, 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 
separation between the two sides of the water, that Peshami says, yes, you would, and therefore the partition has to go from the bottom of the pit all the way up until one tefach above the water line. Whereas according to Basil, you only need it to look like they're separate. So therefore the, 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 the partition just needs to go a little bit into the water, but then it doesn't have to go further than that. But now we're going to ask Akasha. Um, now, we have two statements right now. One from Rav Yehuda and one from Rav Nachman by Amarabah by The Kasha is really coming from the second part, from Rav Nachman Amarabah by Okay? So, Ve'lohada Amarav Yehuda. That which Rav Yehuda says, Kora Arba Materiz Bechurva. That if you have a dilapidated ruin, okay? But there is still a Kora, uh, a cross beam that's going from one wall to the other. So, Materiz Bechurva. So, you can view it as though the walls... You know, like if you have a cross, if a, a cross beam and there's like two sides, whatever. So the two sides, you can view it as if they go down. And if it's fourth, if the beam is fourth fucking, uh, thick, well, then you basically, but underneath the beam would be like a shtikl rishusayachid and you'd be able to carry there. Okay. Under the beam. Rav Nachman Amrabah Baravua. Kora Arba Materes Bamoyim. That if you have like our pit, okay, and it's between two chatzers, and there's a beam uh, uh, above the pit, well then, um, that would be um, enough, and um, and and you'd be allowed to draw water from the well, from 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 this pit. But one second, umaisi. But according to Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says that the partitions have to mamish be touching the water. Now here Rav Nachman is saying that no, you can just have a beam above the water, above the pit, and that would be enough. But one second, according to, but how could that work? What, what, Rav Yehuda says that the partition has to be in the water. If you only just have a beam above it, the, 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 the bucket's gonna certainly go to the other side of the water. So the Gemara says, "No kimlu Okay, we can assume that for whatever reason, the dali, um, the pail, is not going to go under, you know, past the beam into the other side that belongs to the other chotzer. All right, but uh, But still, I mean, the water is going to mix together. The water is going to still mix together because the beam isn't, go- you know, it's, it's all it's above the water. So, Ella, how do you have to answer it? How can you possibly explain, Rav Nachman, that uh, a beam that's just above this pit um, can work as a separation for the water in the pit and that now the two chutzers would be able to draw water from this pit? So, you have to say that it's, as we've seen a few times in the past, that there are certain leniencies that the chacham made when it comes to water. Ella, um, Kidaba mine Rabitavla Mirav, as Rabitavla asked from Rav, Machitza Tluya Maushatatir Bechurva, the Rabitavla asked Rav, if you have a Machitza Tluya Bechurva, right? If you have a dilapidated ruin and there is a wall that is tent fachim, but it's not touching the ground, it's like suspended above the ground, right? Like the bottom part of it was, uh, uh, destroyed, but the, you know, the, but the upper area is still there. Can we view it as if it goes down? To which Rav answers, no, that wouldn't work in a dilapidated ruin because a hanging partition only works when it comes to water. It's a leniency that they, the Chacham have by water. So what do we see? We see that the uh, accepted opinion is that you would be allowed to have this beam going over the pit 
and we can view it as though the beam goes down and separates the pit and we and therefore it's a, it, it, we're essentially discarding the opinion of Rabbi, of Rabbi Yehuda who says that the, that the partition would have to go into the pit until it touches the water and make some kind of a hecker that, that there's a part, that there's a separation going on there. No, that's not the case. When it comes to, um, water, we are makil and uh, just simply a beam above the, um, pit would, would be enough. Am Rabbi Yehuda Mechitza. So now it says that we're moving on the Mishnah that Rabbi Yehuda said that you really, you know, so Rav Huna and, 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 and Rav Yehuda were explaining Beishama and Beisila, saying that you have to have these mechitzas in the pit. According to Rav Yehuda, um, you know, the, the, the Lote, Mechitza, Yoser, what does he say? The Mechitza Gedola, Menakosa, Shabinem. Simply the wall, the wall that is going, separating between the two chatzers and goes over the pit, that would be enough to be able to, to separate the pit. So Amr Rav Yehuda, Lote, okay, so Amr Rabba, Barbachana, Amr Rav Yochanan, Says Rabbi Barbachan in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yehuda b'shitas Rabbi Yosi Amr. Okay, that Rabbi Yehuda is saying like Rabbi Yosi. Rabbi Yehuda who says that if you have this wall and this wall is ten tefachim is is ten tefachim tall and it goes over this pit, well then we can view it as it go as if it goes down into the pit. So that is like Rabbi Yosi. The Amr that Rabbi Yosi says in the context of Sukkah mechitza tzluya materes that you're allowed to have a wall that is hanging. Afilu bayabasha, not just on water, but even on dry land. The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, that if when you're building your sukkah, and you have walls, and they go from the top down, so the tenth fachim tall, they reach the schach, but they don't quite reach the, reach the earth. So So if there's three tfachim between the bottom of the partition and the, and the ground, well then it's possible. And as we've learned in other places, because since goats would be able to walk under the wall, so therefore the wall is not a kosher wall. Mimata lemaila. However, if the wall reaches the ground, im gavos yud tfachim kishera. If they're ten tfachim tall, well then the walls are acceptable even if they don't reach the schach, because we could say good asik that the wall continues upwards until it reaches the schach. However, when it comes to good achis, to say that the wall um, extends downward, um, we, 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 we really don't say it so much lemaisa, because it would have to be within three tfachim of the ground, in which case we would just say lavud, and if it's more than that, then the goats can get under it. The only time when we say that um, it would work, that we can view it as if the wall continues down, is by water. Rabbi Yossi Omer, however, Rabbi Yossi says, asara, that just like when the wall goes from the earth and upwards, we could say that as long as it's ten tfachim, um, we can view it as though it reaches the schach. Kach milamayla lemata asara, well also um, from the top down, as long as it's ten tfachim, we can view it as though it continues down to the earth. Um, so we'll say that just like Rabbi Yossi says, that, um, it, you know, if, if a, if you have a wall, and that's 10 tfachim, we can view it as though it extends downwards. So that's like Rabbi Yehuda also was saying that this wall that separates between the two chatzars, we're viewing it as it goes, continues down into the pit. Vilohi, the Gemara says, no, that is not correct. Low Rabbi Yehuda, Savadak Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold like Rabbi Yossi. Low Rabbi Yossi, Savadak Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, Low Savadak Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yehuda, who says, that by the wall between the two chutzers, we view it as though the wall continues down into the pit. He doesn't hold like Rabbi who says that we view the sukkah wall as, as, as if it reaches the ground. Because, Arkan Lokam Rabbi Yehuda, El Beiru Vechatzer is the Rabbonon. 
Because Rabbi Yehuda is only willing to say that the wall continues down into the pit by Eruvi Chatseris, because it's, it, it's, it, we're talking about a Dinder Abanan over here. Aval Sukkah. But when it comes to a Sukkah, the Oraisa, low. But if it comes to a Sukkah, which is a mitzvah, the Oraisa, Rabbi Yehuda would not say that we can just simply view it as though the wall continues down to the earth. Vilo Rabbi Yossi Savalak Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yossi doesn't know like Rabbi Yehuda because Ad Khan Lokama Rabbi Yossi, Ela Besuka, the Isser Esayu. Rabbi Yossi says that the wall by a sukkah can go down to the ground because at the end of the day, you know, you're not, it's not something that there's a of Misa involved over here. It's a mitzvah sase. If you don't do, you know, if you mess up by your sukkah, so you violate a mitzvah sase. But, however, Aval Shabbos, but when it comes to Shabbos, the Isser Skilo, which Shabbos, of course, is something that has um, a, 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 li- a liability for um, stoning, that, right? That you'd be, that's pretty serious. So low, so then Rabbi would not extend this um, halacha that the walls would extend downwards to um, Erevin, um, even though Erevin are midar abanan. But Shabbos, as a concept, is something that has an issue of skila involved with it, and therefore he's unwilling to say that even by um, Eruv, and as Rashi points out, called the Takun de Rabbanan Kein de Oraisa Takun, that all Dinim de Rabbanan, we have to treat them with the same stringencies as the Oraisas, right? With all the halachas, as if it was a de Oraisa. And therefore, um, Rabbi Yossi, while when it comes to Sukkah, he's willing to say that we can view it as though the wall continues down to the earth, he would be unwilling to say that by uh, Erevin, since um, it's in the context of Shabbos, which, is, which carries with it an Isra Skila. The Imtoma, and if you're going to say, well, that, 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 that story that happened in Sipori, who was it based on? So, of course, Rabbi Yossi was in Sipori, right? We learned in the Gemara in Shabbos, Taflamud Gimel, right? We say that, right? There was that story with Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda about the Romans and, and Rabbi Yossi kept quiet and he was exiled to Sipori. So, Rabbi Yossi was generally the, um, the, the rabbi of Sipori. And there was a story in Sipori, where, and we're going to see it in a minute, where essentially there were walls that were treated as if they went from, that they were, that as if they went down to the ground, as if they extended down to the ground on Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Yossi just said that he wouldn't say that walls extend down to the ground on Shabbos. Well, if that's the case, well then who was the, who was the rabbi in the context of this story in Sipori where, where we treated it as if the walls do go down to the ground on Shabbos? So, Lo api rabiosi, this couldn't have rabio, it couldn't have been on Rabiosi's watch. Ella api rabishmal rabiosi. Naisa, it was under the under the watch of Rabiosi's son, Rabishmal Rabiosi. The chiyasa Rabdimi Omar, the when Rabdimi came, he said, Pam achas shachachu v'loeviu sefer Torah mibod yom. That one time they forgot and they didn't bring the sefer Torah to the shul on Shabbos, right? And it was as Rashi, it was the Gosabach. Somebody changes the text to say that. Um, I think it was, it's, no, Rashi says, yeah, um, that the shul was in the same chotzer as where the Sefer Torah was. The Sefer Torah was in a house, and in the same chotzer, there was a, there was a synagogue. And they forgot to bring the Sefer Torah to the synagogue on Shabbos, and they didn't make an Erev. Right, from before Shabbos, they forgot to bring the Sefer Torah, and there was no Erev. So, Lemachar, so on Shabbos, Parsu Sadan Allah Amudim, so there were some, um, um, they had uh, some 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 cloth, some like sheet over some uh, pillar, some beams. They view Sefer Torah, and they viewed that as if it was like a movable kind of like Rishus uh, Hayachid um, Vikarbo, and they 
and a um, red sefer Torah and Shul. Parsu the Chatchila Mishari. But one second, how could it be that they actually took like a, a, a sheet and like spread it out on on, on these on these beams? Ve'akomodim shein osin ol arai b'shabes. But we learned in Masech the Shabbos that everyone agrees that you're not allowed to make even a temporary um, ohel, uh, you know, structure on dwelling on Shabbos. Tent on Shabbos. So Ella Motsus didn't prusen alamudim veviu sefer No. So rather, what the story was that yeah, they, they couldn't have just taken these sheets and put them over these beams because exactly that that would be creating an ohel and that would be not allowed even though it's just simply an ohel arai. Uh, so they found uh, the sheet that was already extended over these like uh, I don't know what to call them beams or these things that they would carry, and 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 then they were they transported the sefer Torah under this like canopy sheet kind of thing and in that case it was talking about where the sheets didn't reach all the way to the ground and yet we said that that was acceptable so it couldn't have been Rabbi Yossi because Rabbi Yossi wouldn't have said that in the context of Shabbos since it has an Isra Skila involved with it so it must have been his son Rabbi Shema Rabbi Yossi Chever that was Daf Pei Vav of Masechta Erevin so the big uh, the, the, the first like kind of big juicy machlokas today was when you have this pit that is between two chutzers, and how can you put a partition there so that the two chutzers can can draw water on Shabbos? So Rav Huna explains that according to base Shammai, the um, partition would have to go up until it reaches the water. According to base Hillel, it wouldn't have to go quite up to the water; it would just have to be within the lip of the well. According to Rav Yehuda, according to base Shammai, the the partition mamish has to be all the way at the bottom of the well, and then it goes from the bottom of the well until uh, above the water level. And according to Beis Hillel, it just needs to go from the top of the well until one tefach into the water, and not more than that. We had the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Well, then we also had the opinion of Rav Nachman, who says that all you need is a beam above it. Which uh, and and we have the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who says that the wall of the chutzur would serve as to divide it. But it sounds like the most lenient opinion would be Rav Nachman, who says that all you really need is a beam. As long as you have a beam that's four tefachim above it, then we can view it as if the, the it goes down into the. Uh, water, because Kalu Shekelu Chacham Bamayim is one of the leniencies that the rabbis had when it came to water. Then at the end, we had this, um, we, we brought in this machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim regarding Sukkah. That according to the Chachamim, if you have a partition that's ten Tfachim Tohan, it goes from the Schach downwards, we cannot say that it's as if it reaches the ground. According to Rabbi Yossi, you can say that it reaches the ground. Um, however, we then, so we brought that because we wanted to say that maybe Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda are saying something similar. Rabbi Yehuda who says that by Erevin, that by this Chatzar, the wall that goes over the um, pit, we view it as if it goes into the pit. So, the Gemara says that you can't compare them. Rabbi Yehuda would say that he's only willing to say that by Erevin, which is Derabanam, but he wouldn't say it by Sukkah, which is Deraisa. Rabbi Yossi says that he's, he, Rabbi Yossi, is only willing to say that the wall goes down by, by Sukkah, which is a mitzvah saseh, but by Erevin, which is in connection to Shabbos, which has Isra associated with it, he would not um, extend his uh, aloha about the walls going down to the ground. Chever, peace out.